If Fred Dukes hurts Gene, his name is going to be Dead Dukes. Welcome to episode two of the Mutant Musings Evolution podcast for the middle of January 2021. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my cowboy hat tea. Patty. Remember to leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Do you miss us when there's no new episode? Aw, that's sweet of you to say. You're going to make us blush. No, don't be weird. Flowers? You didn't have to do that. Flowers are dumb. They just die. Everything dies. Dinner at a fancy restaurant? Well, well, look at Mr. Big Shot. Shut up, I want Chinese takeout. Sorry, this won't make us put out new episodes more frequently, which is why you should follow us on social media. But also buy me food. And speaking of big, this fat, juicy podcast is absolutely pulsating with bad language and innuendo. Sounds like a penis. It's not the length of this podcast, but the girth. Of a penis. We're giving you minutes upon minutes of solid, thrusting podcasting, but beware of the loads of nasty language. And penises. Ready for a load? A penis? <laughs> Here's your explicit content warning. Yay! <laughs> you you really took that load, Patty. Thanks. Yeah. How you doing, Patty? I'm doing all right. Yeah. How are you doing, Jonathan? Oh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. So here's a here's a mutant musings question of the day. Uh, are you masturbating when you're making poopies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So noodle that for a little bit because I got asked that question earlier <laughs> by somebody sitting next to me. She threw up the air quotes around making poopies, <laughs> as if that were you know. I'm well, just trying to be sneaky. I I've been staying. I don't actually go to the bathroom, folks. I just sit. I just sit in there and masturbate. I was just asking because I've been staying here, <laughs> and I didn't know when he would have time to do that. So I figured maybe it's when he's in the bathroom for ten minutes, quote unquote, pooping. Well, okay. Listen, I never <laughs> am in the bathroom for ten minutes. I've never been in the bathroom for ten minutes in my life. Okay. I masturbate while driving to work like a normal person. <laughs> all right all right all right well you know what if you get pulled over for that it's under the pants okay i'm not i'm not a barbarian i don't know how you would clean that that sounds like it's messy that's why i got my coffee in my car take it with a shot of cream that's so gross (laughs) oh man listen you brought this up today okay? okay if you don't like the answers don't ask the questions. Okay. You got. I really wish I could have recorded her throwing the air quotes around making poopies. <laughs> that was really the icing on that shit Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. So we're still doing this. We're still talking about the cartoon. That's that's what this episode uh, is about. So we're talking about actually the next two episodes of X Men Evolution. Uh, we're still meeting new characters. It's season one. So yeah, so these episodes are just like introducing characters. You know, obviously we got introduced to the the world of uh, X-Men Evolution in episode one, but we met Kurt. And then episode two, we met Kitty. Episode three, we met Rogue. In episode four, we're meeting a mutant crush. And this this episode is now over 20 years old. And it took me until today to realize that mutant crush, crush is sort of a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> For, for being crushed by being sma- something... Being smashed and, like, liking somebody. What? Whoa. 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 No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No. Were you, were you like, smashed? Like, like hey, baby, let's smash? No, Is that what you were... No. Because nope. when you say smash... No. 
I don't. Yeah. Becky, let me smash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crush, like like being crushed under the weight of something heavy. Uh huh. When you're explaining a word, you can't use the word in the definition. Don't tell me. I just did that. I'm just saying. That's English. No. I just did it. It's I can do it. The law. English allows me to. You're no. not the grammar police. I am. A cab, Patty. A cab. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so, so yeah, this episode we meet uh, the Blob. Uh, there's a state fair in Texas. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Uh, you do it better than me. Uh, Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's Fred the Blob Dukes. He's- and uh, Gene and Logan go to uh, watch this uh, rodeo. I don't know what it's called. State fair, Patty. State fair, whatever, um, That this show that Fred is in. And they're both wearing cowboy hats. Yes. That's cute. It was very cute seeing Gene. Seeing Gene in a cowboy yeah, hat. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, not so much Logan. I feel it. It's he's a little cute. worn it before. He has. So. He wore it like the first episode. First oh. episode. That's our introduction to Logan. Cowboy Logan. <laughs> but yeah, no, Gene was super cute in the hat. Yeah, so he was like doing this show where he was holding ropes to one car and rope to another car or truck. And they were like pulling away in the opposite direction. What's that called? Vivisection? Whoa. When they do that with the horses? No, it's called drawn and quartered. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> I used to be really into medieval torture. <laughs> the Is maniacal that... <laughs> laugh after you say that? <laughs> You're sleeping in my thing? bed tonight? <laughs> um, Guys, this is why I have to <laughs> masturbate in the car on the way to work. <laughs> um so yeah but he he was you know he's the blob nothing nothing stops the blob whatever his phrase is nothing moves the blob whatever Uh uh-huh tell me more (laughs) and uh you know the tracks just get broken because he's pulling on them so uh yeah that was the introduction we got to uh fred and then he fell yeah and the crowd started laughing instead of cheering and he just started freaking the fuck out like a little (laughs) fucking baby yeah he doesn't like being laughed at he doesn't like being laughed at and you can imagine too like because of his size that he's probably been like picked on and and laughed at and pointed at a lot so like okay understandable that he's gonna get upset but how does he react he starts trashing his fucking dressing room like that's that's the response very very kyle energy here very kyle energy yes you don't know about those memes it's like a it's like a karen Oh. He's like a teenage bro who like oh, okay. slams monster drinks and and uh, punches <sighs> holes in the wall. They call him Kyle's. I'm I'm sitting right here with my monster drink. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I feel like punching a hole in the wall. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like you know, uh, his fucking his his fragile masculinity, you know, is is threatened by people laughing at him because he fell. And instead of just, like, sucking it up or whatever and playing it off as a joke, he's got to destroy things. Uh, but, yeah, so so Logan and Gene weren't just taking a fucking weekend to Texas for the hell of it to see the state fair. Uh, obviously, like, Xavier got a reading about the blob using his powers, so they were going to scope him out. But somebody else was there, too, principal of a school oh. who likes going visiting children in other states. Oh, Across state lines. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's Principal Darkholm, and she uh, she's talking to Blob in the dressing room, and closes the door on Logan and Jean before they get a chance to to uh, to talk to him. So whoop. And she's like, "I have a great opportunity for you." And Jonathan was like, "High school. <laughs> <laughs> High school is where dreams are born." 
Like smoking weed in the bathroom. Kids, don't smoke weed. Don't smoke weed in the bathroom <laughs> or at ever. school. Yeah, or ever. It's it's illegal in some of the states. Yeah. So don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fine. Just drink Monster Energy. Do that instead. But don't punch holes in the wall. And don't smoke weed. All right. So, um, so Fred's confused about where he's got to go in school. And uh, Duncan is walking by, and he just grabs Duncan. Duncan makes fun of him. Uh, he was like, uh, Fred was like, oh, where am I supposed to be or something like that? And Duncan was like, uh, how about a sideshow? <laughs> and fucking uh, Fred just throws him to the ground and just grabs a fucking row of lockers and picks him up and is about to murder this <laughs> child. He's about to commit homicide. Uh, but Jean catches, catches this and, and stops him and, and calms Fred down. And she's like... Hey, do you need a friend? And I'm like, what? What's what? Whose reaction is that to this? Gina Gray. No, she's. She, she, I know that there were issues with her in the uh, original show, which I didn't see all of, and it's been also a really long time. But they made her such a Mary Sue, at least from what I've seen so far. Yeah, give it some time. Okay, I, th- I, th- I think from what I, little I remember, I'd say give it some. time. She's just like you know, like oh, your first class is over there, and then you know when she leaves, he's just like, oh, I'm gonna kidnap her one day. <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying about Jean. Again, it comes back to, I think it was like the first episode where Xavier said it, like, oh, you're like the model student yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't and that's really, really like, have, like, like, everybody else has, like, some kind of gimmick, I guess. You know, Scott is, you know, broody. He's not that broody okay, here, I know, Patty. I know he's not, but I'm just saying. He's a good um, boy. And, you know, um, Kitty is the valley girl and Rogue is goth and, you know, Nightcrawler is blue. And fuzzy. That's his gimmick. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's a cute boy. He's fun. He likes to dance on tables, apparently. Yeah. Avalanche is, uh, you know, like a, you know, 90s grunge rock. Yeah. Probably got a garage band. <laughs> and uh, Toad, uh, Toad has that tongue. Okay, you you look at this version of Toad. You look at any version of Toad, and you're just looking at the tongue. Really, really. Uh, no, he 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 must smell. He's that. smelly. No, they, they, they He's... did say that. Yeah. Oh, multi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but this was cute though. So then they cut away a little bit because they're trying to give they're trying to give Rogue a little bit more of an introduction to the X Men. So we see that Scott and Rogue, who still doesn't have a name other than the Rogue, yet <laughs> are in the same class. And they're paired up for uh, as reading partners, and they're going to be reading Shakespeare to each other, and uh, and that was cute. But like everybody, uh, you feel bad because everybody's laughing at Rogue in in the class, like even the other goth girl. Yeah, right. The one in the back with all the piercings. Yeah, they've got to be like I don't know. They're they're no older than seventeen years old, and she's got like four in her fucking cartilage or something. Yeah, I had friends in high school like that. They had cool parents. My parents weren't cool. Yeah. Well, fine. (laughs) Uh, so then we uh, we cut to the lunchroom. It's lunchtime, and Fred is just demanding more lunch from the lunch lady, and she's just stacking more and more food on. You know, the the ex kids are sitting around the fucking table and talking, and and Scott is talking about how he's got uh, he's partnering with Rogue for uh, for this reading assignment. And I noticed that there is a sign in the background that in big letters says "Just say no to," and then it's just like scribbles after that. And I was like, "What? Just say noto? <laughs> just say Phil noto?" Yep. Yep, that's 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 the thing. But Fred starts to freak out because you know Kurt and Scott are laughing to each other, and Fred thinks that Kurt's laughing at him. Uh, and then Fred is like mad, and he goes to sit down, and all this food gets knocked everywhere, and it lands on Duncan, 
So then, like, fucking Duncan gets up with his fucking football buddies, and then they start throwing food, and people are laughing at Fred, and suddenly there's a food fight. And so this was neat, though, but it, it was it was kind of cute how Gene was just, like, telekinetically knocking little pieces of yeah, food away. Did you see that? That? That, was that, was, that was really cute. She can get messy. So Gene tries to calm Fred down and almost gets hit with a fucking table, and Scott threatens him. Yeah, that was, that was so good. He's like, he says to Gene, like, you sure you're going to be okay? She's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And Scott's like, I'll be close if you need me. Real close. And it was a close-up of his shades. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, my God. You you can't hate this version of Scott. Scott didn't do the thing in this show <laughs> that he did in the comic that makes you hate him. That's not why I hate him. I hated him before that. I hated him since, like, the first issue. There are, wh- uh, why? 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 Because he's annoying. How is he annoying? He's just a Boy Scout emo little bitch. I don't like his personality. Even in the show? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen too much of it yet, so I can't say in the show. Why are you making that face at me? Hey, you judge Hi. things. You judge things immediately all the time. Every day, you jump to I know. I'm judgments. I'm saying maybe he won't be awful in this show. But also, I said that I don't like Gene in this show either. And I'm a fucking Gene stan, so I'm being fair. Things are crazy right now, y'all. I don't know how I can deal with talking about these this, this show. Things are just going crazy right now. So then Gene and Fred sit down, and Gene's telling her about her gifts and how he can learn to control them at the Institute. And <laughs> she smashes a chair. There's your Mary Sue. She's fucking yeah, she- vandalism, Patty. She, well, I mean, all the other chairs were already broken. So Jean well. Chair Smashing Gray. <laughs> it's her name back in high school. She could be on uh, Steve Wilkos. <laughs> is that still a thing? I think so. Yeah, is he still alive? <laughs> I haven't watched that show in a while because, you know, I work now. Oh, yeah, you used to watch that. I did. Every we day. stood in line and met him. We did. Like, I fucking... asked him to smash a chair for me. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, yeah. So, you know, Jean, Jean leaves the lunchroom, and Fred realizes she forgot her backpack. She didn't. And and he sees that there is a picture in her backpack. And it's of her and Scott. <laughs> so he rips it in half and drops Scott on the ground and steps on it. I was like, wow, big mood. <laughs> no, you were like, same. I could not believe that. So, yeah. So then after school, Fred goes... Up to Jean and one of her friends, and sort of is like trying to ask her out, and she says that she's busy, and he like yells after her, like, that's the best you could come up with. You know, her friend is like, Jean, are you gonna be okay? And she's like, yeah, I'll be fine. And fucking Fred just like grabs her and starts pulling her away. Like, the fucking, you know, bad dudes in the show are really fucking handsy. Yeah. Yeah, he grabs her by the wrist, and she is like, friends don't hurt each other. And it's really I'm sad. Like, what the fuck? Like I was like, this is why you you don't be nice to men because this is what they do. Yeah, seriously, seriously, Patty. I'm sorry for being nice to you <laughs> that day I met you and talked to you and then sat down by well, you. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying you specifically. Okay, I'm so saying... what you're saying is hashtag not all men. Is that what oh you're saying? My God. That's a joke. That's a joke. Let's we're we're yeah. That's a stupid thing. Don't say that. Hashtag not all men. Don't don't say that. All right. <laughs> No, but you're right. You're right. Absolutely. You know, she's trying to be as gentle as possible with him and, like, consider his feelings because it's clear that she, you know, she can feel for him because she knows what he's going through. But also the dude has, like, 
underlying issues too with with anger and self-esteem and shit that he needs to get worked out like probably professionally not just at the xavier institute not just in high school you know with aggression and fucking just touching people you know personal space and shit like that and being possessive uh gene tries to telekinetically stop him she, she throws a fucking dumpster at him and drops cinder blocks <laughs> and she end up she ends up getting knocked unconscious so he drags her like to this undisclosed place. We don't know where it is because she comes too. And she's got a fucking pipe wrapped around this fucking chair. She can't move. He's got candles. He's got dinner laid out. It's like literally fucking like kidnapping. Yeah. And like very rapey. Yeah. Like you see this kind of thing in like a fucking horror movie or like a serial killer would do. Yeah, it was it was just really gross. And the whole time I thought it was rope. I didn't realize it was like a yeah. pipe. And yeah. I was like, why doesn't she just, you know... Use the candle to light the rope on fire. Oh, you're smart. I didn't even think of that. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a rope too. <laughs> but then, yeah, later we realized that it was uh, a pipe. So. It was a pipe. Yeah, Jean's laying the pipe. She is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, like I know this was this was 20 years ago. Not that this behavior was ever acceptable, but it's kind of like looking back at old comics and old TV shows and shit. And it's like you you're not going to go back and change what happened. The sentiment was never okay. And, like, we can sit here now and we can talk about things that we enjoyed in this and still point out, like, the fucked up things. I don't know how many uh, young boys were sitting, you know, wherever and watching this show when it aired and thought, yeah, that's how I'm going to get a girl. But, like, you know, but you know that there are dudes like this. You know, like, we know that there are dudes. Like, these are the kinds of dudes that end up becoming serial killers, shooting up schools and shit like that. Like, it's... Yeah, incels. Yeah, like, you don't... Yeah, yeah. There, there, There were different ways they could have illustrated that... He had issues, and they were doing it. They were doing it, you know, to an okay degree. Like, yeah, you know, overdoing it a little bit, but like, you know, trashing his dressing room, the food fight, <laughs> his overreaction to Duncan, where he's gonna murder the, the fucking high schooler with the lockers. But like, you know, yeah, this, this was a bit too much. I guess I don't know. Maybe they wanted to show like this is what bad guys do. This is clearly a bad guy. Don't do this kind of thing. I don't know. I'm just trying to like. No, I get, I get you. Rationalize, I guess. I, I do the same thing too when we when we talk about these kinds of things. But at like the same time, like this isn't the only time you you see him. Like he comes back later and he even has like some endearing moments. So it's sort of like, yeah, what's what's the message? But uh, you can chalk that up to better writing, character development, because again, these are just introductory episodes. In my opinion, from what I remember, the show does get better after the first season, after all these introductions are passed. Jean calls out to the professor um, that she's trapped somewhere. So the professor sends the X-Men to go find her. And so Wolverine tracks her down to some fucking like abandoned, I don't know, warehouse or, or some shit like that. And he just, Wolverine just jumps in and fucking lunges at the blob. And the blob ends up sitting on him <laughs> because that's, you know, that this, that's his mutant power. Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> but what was cool was you see, you see Rogue and Scott, you know, practicing their, their reading to each other. And it's like some romantic Shakespeare thing. And it was really cute because Rogue was like, you are a charmer to Scott. And I was like, ooh, love triangle. Rogue, Rogue, is she, is she, yeah, she's smooth. Really smooth, calling him a charmer. But then Kurt teleports in and Rogue was like, I swear he's like an annoying little brother. And and Kurt came to collect Scott so they can go try and find Gene. Yeah, Scott just fucking unleashes on Fred. Uh, but obviously nothing moves the blob, so it doesn't really work. He picks up, uh, Fred picks up Logan and throws Logan at Scott. A visor gets knocked off because that's Scott's greatest weakness. That's his only weakness. Just every episode, if you want to fuck up Scott, just knock his visor off. But he gets knocked out. 
And suddenly a hand comes out of nowhere and touches his face. There's a little zap. Who could that Ooh. be? I don't know. Who could it be? Face zapper. <laughs> yeah. That mutant face zapper. Yeah. Yeah. Zaps faces. Just uh, rubs the feet on the carpet. Touches the face. <laughs> zap. <laughs> yeah. No, but this was so badass of, of Rogue. She just walks in and, and is like, leave her alone, you yahoo. And Fred is like, what are you going to do? Make me wear bad makeup? Uh, but she's like, my power is your power, and I can take more than one. And she touches Fred and then blasts him through the fucking roof onto a garbage ship. She fucking saved the day single-handedly. That was so awesome. That was awesome. Because but she didn't really even need his powers. No, she really didn't. I guess just to weaken him. Yeah. Oh, so cool. You know, especially after, like, the the last episode. You know, I mean, obviously she was present, but it was more like everybody was just fucking with her. It wasn't really much of a spotlight, and I feel like this was a really cool spotlight on Rogue. She was more confident this time, whereas last time, you know, she touched Cody. She didn't know what she was doing. She touched Kurt, and she teleported into the cemetery like a goth girl, and then she was just being chased by everyone. But this time she was, like, super confident, and I really thought that was awesome. And yeah, so Fred gets knocked onto a garbage ship, and there's a bunch of seagulls, and Fred yells at the seagulls to stop laughing at him. So, yeah, so what I, I really liked, you know, I, I get what you're saying about Jean, but still, I, I kind of like it, you know? I mean, she's trying to—she believes in Xavier's dream, and she's trying to get mutants, even, like, someone like the Blob with anger issues, um, to believe that, you know, he can get help. I really liked all the scenes with Rogue, especially at the end. I love the food fight. The food fight was really funny. But, you know, it was just the, the fucking toxic incel nature of the blob, really. Like, they didn't have to go that far. Yeah, I mean, I really liked that they gave Rogue such a spotlight on this episode. And she basically, you know, saved the day by herself. I don't like the damsel in distress thing, but I get it. And she did eventually break the pipe that was holding her but not until everybody else got there, which was weird. But yeah, no, I think it kind of like set up more of a dynamic about more of who, you know, these characters are a little bit. And Shadowcat was there too, right? But she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. She phased away when the food fight started. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but uh, when they were getting Jean, she wasn't there? I think she was. I don't think she did anything, though. I thought she was in the passenger seat in that She was, in the, in, in the Hummer. Then the Hummer... That it like, was like more like a battle van than a Hummer. I don't think it was a Hummer. Tell me the difference between battle van. I don't know, Jonathan. I don't You're know. right. There is a big Whatever. difference between Hummer and Hyundai battle vans. Okay. Yeah. No, but you're right about the damsel in distress thing, too. And that's that's a really great point because we know Jean's young and they're not going to start this show with her being super fucking powerful. Like, they're going to build up to that. But at the same time, in one episode, we see her launch a dumpster drops cinder blocks but she doesn't know how to get this pipe off of her you know like even if she's concerned about the wood around and the candles that he lit like burning or whatever she managed to lift a fucking metal drawer and launch it at him like she couldn't get the pipe off of her it was just it seemed like it was just to keep her as a damsel in distress so she could be rescued and for the the purposes of the story all right fine but still it's it's gene like yeah come on but, but yeah, it was an okay episode. So, do you think Scott's a charmer? No. Do you remember when Yahoo was a super successful search engine? You should Google it. You shouldn't say no. You should just say yes to sticking around while we take a quick commercial break. 
Hey, hey, Polly, look at this. You ever hear of this website, geekade.com? Joey, what are you talking about here, huh? We're supposed to be watching for Frankie Foreskins coming out of cell spaghetti. That fucking snitch. Yeah, yeah, but Polly, looky. Geekade.com has articles and podcasts about all these geeky topics. Says right here, wrestling, comics, video games, horror... Joey, the only horror that's gonna be is if Charlie Dash Chaps catches us snoozing on the job. Hey, wait a minute. Is that column about anime? I love me some anime. Sure is, Paulie. Plus, Geekade.com even has YouTube and Twitch channels. Boy, oh boy. Geekade.com sure sounds as sweet as Aunt Sophia's fettuccine. Hey, how about this? We go into Sal's Spaghetti, get us some fettuccine... We show Geekade.com to Frankie Foreskins. Then we knock him out, throw him in the trunk, and fit him with some cement shoes, huh? How's about that? Let's do it, Joey. We're all gonna check out Geekade.com today. Even Frankie Foreskins, before he sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> yeah, let's all check out Geekade.com today. <laughs> okay, so, episode 5, uh, titled Speed and Spike. Who do you think we meet this episode? Speed and Spike. Uh, hmm. I wonder. Marrow? Yeah. Oh. Oh. He Marrow. He Marrow. Marrow Boy. Marrow Boy. Okay. Marrow Boy, yeah. And Speed, before there was Speed. So there's a basketball game, and there's this kid with white hair who looks a little familiar, and Storm is there. And Storm says to the dude next to her, is it always this exciting? And I thought that she was so cute. You did not. But Patty her, did not. her makeup was awful. I am sure that the people who did this show were white men. Um, <laughs> because, like, her blush, ugh, it looked terrible. Her hairline was all over the place. It was just unfortunate. And I feel bad because I love Storm. Yeah. And she was just so sweet in this episode. Yes. And I was like, I want to love her, but if you're going to have a hairline like that, you cannot have it pushed back like that. Aw, poor Storm. So it's, uh, that's Pietro. We know who Pietro is. It's Quicksilver. Uh, nobody else knows that yet. So Evan is Storm's nephew. And she is with, Storm is, is with her sister and brother-in-law, I guess. So during the game, Evan, Evan Daniels, he scores, like, the winning point because Pietro passed it to him, like, just in time. Uh, but he scores a winning point and gets knocked down at the same time. And these spikes come out of his arm. And they, like, scratch the floor. But he scored the winning basket. Everybody's happy. Nobody notices the spikes. Literally fucking nobody except for Storm. It wasn't even that he scratched the floor. Like, he, like, ripped a giant hole in the floor it was like, from where he slid. So yeah. it was, like, just, like, a really long... Like, path leading right up to him. Yeah. Nobody questioned which, it. Like, <laughs> that, that, like, destroyed the floor. Like, they're gonna have to replace that. <laughs> But they won the game. But they won the game. They won the high so, school basketball game. Yeah. Doesn't matter who ca- gives a fuck about the cost. It's high school basketball. Are you kidding? True. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, in the locker room, Pietro seems really pissed at, at Evan because Evan gets all the fucking glory and Pietro feels clearly that he deserves it. But, you know, you can kind of tell that they're, that they're friends but rivals, but they don't know about each other's powers or anything yet. I mean, Evan doesn't even seem to want to acknowledge it. <laughs> Storm just walks right into the, the boys' locker room. Nobody else but Evan is in there at this point, but still. I found it funny that you brought up how she just walked in there. Yeah. I'm like, this is Storm. 
She can walk into whatever room she wants to and nobody will question it. But yeah, she brings up what happened when he fell and he's just trying to like downplay it. But then he sneezes and a bunch of spikes shoot out of his arm. The whole thing where she was like talking to him here and also at his house. Yeah. It felt a lot like one of those like 80s videos on like, so you got puberty. (laughs) (laughs) What? You got your puberty. You caught the puberty? What? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like uh, those videos that they made us watch in, you know, middle school or whatever. (laughs) And it was just like, oh, hi, son. I see you're washing your sheets every night. (laughs) Oh, hello, son. (laughs) I see that you're saluting the flag right now. (laughs) Oh, son, looks like you've got an erection in your pants. (laughs) gonna have to throw those pants away don't tell your mother (laughs) no erections in this house we hide our puberty son (laughs) you know like they have like uh you know warren has those binders for his wings yeah do they make them for for boners yeah they do yeah in fact when we watched our sex ed video in sixth grade they passed those out We had to we had to wear them until we graduated from high school. You throw the cap in the air, you throw your <laughs> penis binder in the air, same time. You're a man now. <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. I have no <laughs> really? idea how penises work. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so that was fun. What were we talking about? Cartoons. Right. Alright. <laughs> uh oh, but then at school. Evan's pissed because somebody stole money from his locker. Dude just leaves his wallet in his locker. And, like, obviously we know immediately it's Pietro. But Pietro plays him and gives him the money that he stole. Even though (laughs) Evan doesn't realize it. And is like, oh, you're going to need some bait. Because Evan's determined to catch whoever is stealing money out of his locker. Because it's the second time that it's happened. So, anyway. so, So, Storm talks to Xavier about Evan. And Xavier sends Scott and Jean. And so they all sit down and have a puberty intervention. <laughs> this is why you're always coming home with holes in your clothes. It's because of the spikes. Uh, Scott says something to Evan and Evan calls him shades. Let's see what your power... Let's see what your power is. And Jean is like, his power isn't exactly indoor friendly. I was actually going to say almost the same thing word for word that Jean said. Really? I was going to say like, that's more of an outdoor power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. But Evan's pissed. He refuses to go. He refuses to acknowledge that his body is changing right now. So he says he's going to go to his room, and Gene telepathically sees him go out the window on his skateboard. Also, dude is always wearing elbow pads. All the time. Yeah. Just even when he's not skateboarding. He's just, like, walking around high school in the hallway. That's, like, his fashion accessory. Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, you bump into, like, the fucking, like, edge of a wall or something. You're not getting hurt. You got elbow pads. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he had the the dyed blonde hair and the the weird shave patch in the back. That's, like, a a V. I really like that. I think that's really cool. You don't like it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess because... I'm just used to the character design that I can't think of anything different, you know? But it is kind of weird, I guess. Maybe not. No, that was... I feel like that was a fashion thing, but I don't think it was around the year 2000, though. I feel like that was more like in the earlier 90s. No, people still did it, though. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I really liked him. He was actually one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's Marrow Boy. I I didn't meet a lot of them because I don't know if I watched past the first season. Yeah. But, yeah. I think he's really cool. Yeah. 
He's Tony Hawk before Tony Hawk was a thing. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Tony Hawk is like 70. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, yeah. So, so Evan goes to the school because he wants to catch whoever's stealing the money out of his locker. And all of a sudden, the fucking wind picks up. And Evan throws down some spikes to catch whoever is running really fast. And it's Pietro dressed in this fancy costume. And he calls himself Quicksilver. Ah, convenient. And he's such a smarmy douche. He Just really like is. Just like the Pietro we know and love. Exactly. Um, and he's got a voice that's exactly how I would imagine it. Very smarmy. So much smarm. That's <laughs> the only word that I can think of when I think of this Pietro. The look on his face, just quick smarm. So uh, so then the cops show up, and Pietro runs runs out of there uh, and leaves Evan to take the fall. He tells him, scapegoat. So the cops think that Evan was breaking into all the lockers that Pietro broke into. And it's funny because like the, the students show up <laughs> to greet Evan while he's in jail. <laughs> it's like, we'll make oh, you a we deal. we got you now. Yeah, we'll make you a deal. The professor will use his influence to get you out of here, and you give the institute a shot. So this implies a couple of things. First of all, this implies if you don't agree to our terms, <laughs> you're going to stay in jail, young boy. <laughs> we'll see what Auntie O thinks of that. And second of all, we, we have to throw those quotes around. The professor will use his influence. What kind of influence do we think the professor has? He has some telepathic influence. means he's going to... Force law enforcement to let this criminal out of jail. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, though, he is a kid. He, and he he's was probably it, just being held for his parents to pick him up anyway. <laughs> but the way that was phrased, use his influence. Yeah, Like, I come know. on. <laughs> you know, Charles with the fucking big dick energy. <laughs> That's his influence, his big dick energy. Professor Xavier has yeah. big dick energy? Yeah. Professor X has the opposite of big dick energy, Patty. <laughs> Professor X has Lil Pee Pee Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was funny. So obviously Evan agrees. And so we see Evan in the danger room. And he's got his skateboard. <laughs> That's part of his training. Yeah. So that that was good. You never know. That was going to need it. Yeah. So yeah, so so Evan, you know, Evan transfers to Bayville because, again, that's where everybody's going. And we see that Magneto is talking to Principal Darkholm and telling her about Quicksilver and how he's of particular interest to me, is what Magneto says. I was like, ooh! Yeah, right? You remember when that was still a thing back in the day? What are you talking about? It's still a thing. They were related? It's still a thing. No, really? Yes, really. Okay. So then we have to get Pietro to to come to the school, too. Mystique has a plan to lure Pietro with, with Evan. Um, so, you know, while Evan is training, Kitty's like, oh, surprise basketball game, Bayville versus your old high school. You think Pietro's gonna be there? Ugh. So Evan's old high school shows up, Pietro's there, he, Pietro throws Scott to the ground, taunts Evan, and runs off, and Evan chases after him, and Gina's like, we can't let Evan do this alone, and Scott's like, when you're with the X-Men, you're never alone. I typed a heart out there. That's I creepy. I typed a heart. When you're with the X-Men, you're never alone. You always have friends by your side. Friends okay. and family. Friends and family plan. AT&T. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you say it like that, it's not as creepy. You just... You you would just have to hate him. You just... Everything. No, I... I am just saying... It's like that, uh, that song... What is it? God is always watching you. That song? Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. He's, he sees you when you're sleeping. That's not he the song. He sees you when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Pietro is fucking just 
running up and down the fucking street and trashing cars. There's nobody. There's no people, by the way. No people. They're all at the high school for the big game because <laughs> high school basketball. That's what life is about in the world of X-Men Evolution. Um, so there's nobody on the sidewalks, nobody in these cars, nobody in the buildings. The, all the cars are being broken and there's whirlwinds and shit outside. Nobody opens their window to look outside and be like, oh, what's going on? No. Nope. So Quicksilver's just running up and down the road and trashing everything. And Scott is like, he can't run if his feet are off the ground. And Jean's like, got it. And so she lifts Pietro, and that's great, but he's, like, making a twister, and she can't hold him. Uh, and so Scott blasts him out of the air, and Spike pins him to, to a building. And that was fantastic. And, and then the Popo showed up, and yeah. the X-Men were like, we outie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spike recorded uh, Pietro admitting to trashing the lockers in, in the high school. So Pietro goes to jail. But obviously he doesn't stay there because Pietro knows somebody with influence too. Ooh. Yeah, he inf- Daddy. Influ- Whoa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is his actual son. Do we really need to do that? <laughs> Magneto has some influence over the metal bars. He parts the bars. Like it- Moses. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so Magneto breaks Pietro out of jail. And he must have cleared him of whatever charges or, or done something. This Pietro shows up again. He's not like a fugitive on the run from the law. So I'm assuming that Magneto, you know, probably did something. And then there's a shot at the mansion. You know, Spike has officially joined now. Uh, and it, this was cute. There's the X-Men, the animated series theme song on like acoustic guitar while everybody's yeah, by the pool. It. Yeah. Evan accidentally deflates Kitty's floaty bed. And Xavier says to Storm, looks like your nephew's going to fit in just fine here. And ends all happy. Aww. This episode was okay. I mean, the story wasn't particularly compelling or, I don't know. I mean, we got, you know, introduced to two more characters. One who we're supposed to like and one who's, you know, supposed to be a douchebag. But honestly, in some ways, Quicksilver was a little bit more likable than Evan just in this first episode. Evan was just, like, too, I don't know, way too resistant. Like, I know it's too simple. There's not much conflict if the kid is just like, yeah, I'm all for it, you know? I'm all for going to the Institute. But still, it was a little silly. Scott even said, like, we have to work on our sales pitch. I'm like, yeah, you guys aren't very good at it. You know, holding that intervention style. I feel like Gene was making more progress with the blob than, you know, they were making with his family. Everybody was making with Evan in this episode. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what they're doing, it feels like one of those, like, fucking cults orientation things. Whoa, are you saying the X-Men are a cult, Patty? No, are you saying the X-Men... No, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's kind of like the vibe that I got off. I'm like, you know, like, okay, I get these kids might train or whatever at the house, but, like, why are there, like, five kids that go to my high school that live in this mansion with, like, 40 rooms with <laughs> one old man in a wheelchair? Like, it's <laughs> weird, you know? <laughs> No, I I agree. I I get what you're saying. Um, But yeah, it just didn't make Evan too likable. And again, you know, I was saying before how I look at Pietro and I'm just like, look at this smarmy motherfucker. But at the same time, like watching him cut loose and trash the lockers and even though it was ridiculous what he was doing on the street with the cars or whatever, like it was kind of fun watching him do that. Like, yeah, go fuck some shit up, Magneto's kid. Do it, you know? But, you know, I mean, it got, you know, both of these kids from this other school to come to Bayville and join, you know, Mutant Town, Mutant School. So, so yeah. So it was uh it was okay. We got a little bit more of Magneto. 
you know, who's been super fucking like secretive Emperor ominous. Yeah, Emperor Palpatine fucking uh vibes going on. You know, for like for if you were to watch this and you didn't know, it's like, well, why does Magneto care about this kid so much? You know, to personally go and like open the bars and get him out of jail. Why? Like, yeah, obviously it's addressed later and, and we know. But you know, it's it's kinda interesting because up until now he's appeared kind of just ominously you know, in the background of Principal Darkholm's office. <laughs> why does he have such an interest in Pietro? Um, why does he have such an interest in high school students? Why do they all have such interest in high school students? <laughs> God. So, I don't know. I, like I said, I had mixed feelings about this episode. What did you think? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I thought that, you know, some of the scenes were a little bit, like, over the top with Pietro's power. And, mm-hmm. you know, be- me being like, oh, how the fuck is, you know, a spiky boy over here gonna stop? You know, a little guy can run, you know, in like a blink of an eye. Like, how are you going to stop him? He's like the most powerful character in this show so far. But yeah. it was it was cool to be like, you know, to be intro- introduced to this character that you think like, how are they going to possibly overcome this? And then, you know, you see it. So, I don't know. That, that's not a thought. <laughs> and just explaining how television works. Oh. <laughs> uh. Oh. That's not a revelation. How are we gonna? <laughs> how are we gonna take care of this? Oh, with a resolution is how we'll take care of this one. In twenty-four minutes, we'll write one. We'll write one. We will. <laughs> and the writers did just that, Patty. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings Evolution. Thanks for joining us, and remember to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and on Twitter at mutant musings. Join us for episode three in two weeks. And until then, using your influence to get out of jail was right. Patty. <laughs> <laughs>